cash, real estate, stocks, bonds, futures. These traditional asset classes have been around for generations, but now cryptocurrency brings a new asset class into the mix. Many in the financial and legal sectors are still trying to figure out how this asset class is to be traded. Meanwhile, those of us in the private sector are moving ahead, bringing crypto to the world. Today, we've got a really unique interview with Joshua Frank, co-founder and CEO of The Tie, a powerful data analytics platform for crypto traders serving over 25,000 active retail and institutional users. Joshua is joined by eToro U.S. Managing Director Guy Hirsch to discuss how eToro's integration with The Tie could be a very valuable tool for crypto traders. I'm a trader, you're a trader, he's a trader, she's a trader. Wouldn't you like to be a trader too? We'll discover how the tie can make you a better trader of our favorite asset class in episode number 350 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Greetings, citizens and wannabe citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, where we duck, duck, go things so you don't have to, because, you know, we've got extra time on our hands. I'm Joel Com, And I'm Travis Wright. Hey, welcome, folks. It's episode 350 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. We're pleased you're here. I hope you had a great Christmas. Well, that was yesterday, yeah? Mm, it should have been yesterday. Hopefully you had a great Merry Christmas. Hopefully it was merry enough for you. And, but, you know, if it was two days ago and you're listening to this on the 27th, we hope it was married two days ago. And if you're listening to this sometime into 2020, because these shows have a long tail, right? I mean, sometimes people go back a couple of years and they listen to episodes. And so if you are listening in the future, what's the weather like? Mm, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's nice. Well, we're glad you're here. This is the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. And we are the blockchain blockheads here for your entertainment and we're pleased that this show today is being brought to you by our sponsor moby pay really cool app gang not even going to read the copy that we've got on the show notes for you today i just want to tell you go to mobypay.io and go there on your mobile phone whether it is on an android device an ios device a BlackBerry, a Razor Flip. No, don't do that. Just if it's an Android or iOS and you can claim $10 in free MBX tokens. These guys are working on a really cool ecosystem that's going to allow you to spend or send digital currency or dirty fiat from your mobile phone in seconds. And you don't even need a bank account to do it. They're coming up with a cool cashback rewards program. And pretty soon, we believe they're going to be making announcements about being able to use MobiPay at some major merchants. Go now while they're giving away $10 in free MBX, MobiPay.io. Why do you always call it dirty fiat? Because it is dirty fiat. Have you like, do you know how many hands it goes through? Like you can't get a filthy Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin's always clean. You're never going to get a virus or bacterial infection from handling a Bitcoin. Now, if somebody gives you a, you know, somebody has like a hard wallet and they sneeze on it and then they hand it to you. Well, then you can. But, you know, money goes through so many hands. There's no telling where it's been. Well, there's so many hands and then some of them have been the strip club. So they've been other places. And so you just don't even know where those dollars have been. Some of them, some of them $100 bills have 
have been rolled up tightly and crazy things have been done with them. So you really don't know. They're like, money is kind of dirty. It's kind of gross. No, you don't want that at all. But what you do want is this interview we've got. Here's Joshua Frank and Guy Hirsch. Figuring out how to trade this new crypto asset class has been a big challenge for a lot of people. There's certainly a lot of different opinions, and the public and the traders are working with whatever information they have in order to determine how to best trade. Well, today, we've got our friends from eToro, Guy Hirsch, who is the U.S. Managing Director, and he's brought along in tow Joshua Frank, the co-founder and CEO of The Tie, because recently, eToro made an announcement that they're going to be partnering with eToro to use their data analytics platform to serve crypto traders. We're going to discover what that's all about. Guy and Josh, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having us. So and, the and, and Joshua, where's your tie? I don't see your tie anywhere. No tie, no tie. I'm in the. This is the very podcast. Yeah, well, I'm uh, you know I'm weathering the cold weather in New York right now and and trying to stay comfortable. New York, okay. could you talk more like a New Yorker though, please? I mean, you know. I, yeah, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm a guy. Where are you, guy? <laughs> Originally, I'm from Israel. Yeah, but where are you now? In Israel. Israel. Okay. <laughs> from Israel, in Israel, and where are you gonna be? Israel. Well, your LinkedIn in, uh, says in, Dallas, though. So it says so. That's you're not in the Dallas correct. area. Do you have a spot in there? You used to live there, or what? So Dallas is home base. Uh, New Jersey is where the office is located at, and uh, I travel to Israel often, and uh, partly because eToro is headquartered in Israel, mm-hmm. and so there's a there's a need for me to be here and work with the team and make sure everything is kind of uh, going on smoothly. And uh, but my true true home is. Uh, United Airlines. This is where I spend most of my time. <laughs> are you a uh, are, are you one K or are you that top level up of uh, frequent flyer? I'm one K, but in 2020 I will be a global service member. Yeah, global services. That means you always get the upgrades. Dang it! Well, we're glad you're with us. Shalom, Chaim, all that good stuff. <laughs> you have worked with a number of Fortune 500 brands. Why don't you just talk a little bit about your history with eToro? What does the U.S. managing director do? Sure. So I joined eToro in December of 2017, and uh, my job was to essentially set up the U.S. office for eToro. And that entailed uh, setting the foundation from an operational standpoint, as well as compliance standpoint, and make sure that we have a very good basis to launch our business in the U.S., and then uh, spend about a year kind of doing that. So the majority of 2018 was about research and, and foundation building. And then in 2000, uh, this year, in March of, uh, of this year, we've launched publicly uh, eToro to the American public with uh, the crypto asset class. Outside of the U.S., we have uh, six different asset classes. In the U.S., it's crypto only. And since March, we've added another component to to uh, to my responsibility. That is to grow the business. So no more just setting the foundation, but actually grow the business, spend on marketing, on business development, on on these types of activities. And then come 2020, we will uh, be working on adding uh, uh, more asset classes, uh, chiefly stocks. So we've been public about adding uh, U.S. equities into the platform, so you can trade equities and and crypto on the same platform. Uh, and strengthening our uh, our copy proposition, the copy trader and the copy portfolio proposition, which is essentially what makes us unique in the marketplace, and that will be the focus for uh, for 2020. So that that 
essentially I'm I'm just responsible for the business in the US and uh, and uh, and to grow it. Very nice. And so you're working with Joshua over here at the tie.io and from looking at the website it says it is the market data and infrastructure layer for digital assets and you guys want to provide the most trusted data and technological infrastructure powering digital asset trading. How does that how does that work Joshua and how do you guys work together with eToro? Sure. So kind of to take a step back. Uh, so we are, were an offshoot of a company called Social Market Analytics, which is the leading provider of sentiment data to traditional quantitative hedge funds. So uh, they're one of four uh, financial data partners of Twitter globally. So others are Data Miner, which uh, you or your audience may have heard of, but basically had access to the Twitter Firehose, which is the full real-time stream of 850 million tweets a day and the only company in the crypto space with that access. And the idea was that if you can power traditional quantitative funds to build you know, multi-factor models to trade traditional assets like equities and, and use sentiment as part of that model, you know, then you know, in crypto, you know, this data set would be even more valuable because in the, in the equity world, you have earnings, you have dividends, right? Like Apple's a real company. Apple actually has revenue. Bitcoin and Ethereum don't. So you know, there aren't those traditional ways to, to value assets and, and, and the crypto market moves you know, very strongly on, on sentiment, even more so than, than in other asset classes where you can build quantitative models to trade off of sentiment. So we decided to take that underlying technology and, and bring it into the digital asset market. And over the last year and a half since we, since we launched, we've actually gone out and we've become the largest, uh, the largest data owner in the space, the largest provider of alternative data. So we do have a free to use retail site, but our core business is selling directly to funds. So we started with sentiment, but we've since launched the first corporate actions and significant developments data feed for digital assets. So in the equity world, a corporate action would be like a stock split, a dividend. Uh, and in crypto, you have you know similar things. So we built tech that can pick up hard forks before anybody else can pick up 51% of tax, token burns, regulatory rulings, as well as a database of every, uh, we made an acquisition recently of another data company to, to bring on a database of every uh, conference going back to 2014, every speaker, every sponsor. We have a database of 20,000 individuals, companies in crypto. Um, you know, we have trillions and trillions of data points on our backend. And how that manifests with eToro was, you know, in, in traditional asset classes, you know, our core business, you know, via our relationship with social market analytics is, is selling data feeds into funds that are building strategies to trade on those data sets. Within the crypto market, you know, that, you know, the, the, the average investor doesn't have the technological resources and, and, you know, to basically be able to intake an API of data, uh, you know, backtest and, and build models. And, you know, our idea was eToro is all about, you know, making information available to the public and democratizing access to information. So the idea was, you know, how do we take this really powerful data set and these really powerful strategies and bring them to the average person in crypto. So what we've done is, you know, taken taken the data that we have on the back end, you know, employed quants on our team that are able to build those models, which we're making available to eToro's customers. Yeah. So I went to the tie.io and and full disclosure, this is the first time I've actually had the opportunity to see it. And I'm like, oh, okay, connect with my Twitter account. And boom, up pops this panel, this dashboard that shows you know the top 10 cryptos and these charts and sentiment attached to each one of them so just to timestamp this recording is happening on december 13th although it'll probably air i think into the new year but as of right now along with the crypto market cap it's showing bitcoin it, the daily sentiment 62.02 it's green 
whereas Bitcoin Cash, the daily sentiment, um, is 49.24. It's in the red. Explain to me what I'm looking at here and how I can use this data to, uh, to trade smartly. Sure. So let me back up a step to just talk You're about kind of this. Up, man. You're always back. I like up. I like backing up. I like backing up. I don't like you know. I like I like providing a little bit of backstory. But you're, I feel generally, like you're kind of you're the you're younger than me, but you're kind of like big brother because you have all my data. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so so the way it works is we intake the full faros. You know, all 850 million tweets a day. The first thing that we do is natural language processing, and what we're trying to do is assess the relevancy of a tweet to an asset. So that may seem super simple at first, right? A tweet on ETH, you may assume that that's on Ethereum, but ETH is also the ticker symbol for Ethan Allen, which is an American home furniture company. And ETH is also in the word Tether. So if you're just trying to pull tweets that have ETH, you may pick up Tether, which is T-E-T-H-E-R. So the first step is building complex topic models, basically to assess the relevancy of a tweet to an individual asset. So you know we could bucket tweets by Apple and by gold, and then you know in the crypto asset class by every single individual cryptocurrency. Next step is you know as I'm sure you guys know, there's a lot of garbage, there's a lot of spam, and there's a lot of you know attempted manipulation that occurs on Twitter, just like you know within the digital asset market. So the next step is filtration. So what we're doing is we're actually assessing basically accounts. So we're looking at their follower to follows ratio. We're looking at how long that account has been around for. We have proprietary account accuracy tools. So for example, if an account puts out a positive tweet on any asset, what percentage of the time does the value of that asset go up within a week, within a month? And what we do is we'll weed out about 90 to 95% of tweets. And the next step is we've built a dictionary of over 100,000 unique terms. And what we'll do is we'll score every single word in every tweet individually. So if we see you know, Bitcoin see surge in OTC trading volume, for example, the word surge will be scored positively. So what we're doing is we're summating the value of every tweet and every day on an individual asset, and we're normalizing that data. So it's useless to just compare Bitcoin tweets to, a, to XRP tweets today, because we know that XRP tweets tend to be more positive than Bitcoin tweets. So what we do is we'll, we'll say, you know, Bitcoin tweets, you know, we'll look at Bitcoin tweets. What Daily Sentiment does is look at Bitcoin tweets today versus the last 20 days. And on the back end, we're computing uh, basically a standard deviation. So, you know, a statistical Z-score. So Bitcoin, you know, sentiment is two standard deviations more positive today. Than over the past 20 days. And what we do is we turn that into a zero to 100 score. So a score above 50 means that Bitcoin sentiment today is, is more positive than the last 20 days. Below 50 means less positive. But positive sentiment does not necessarily mean positive price movement. Lots of, lots of algorithms and stuff going on over there, it looks like, you know, because it's like there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, it seems like, that's, uh, that's sort of creating some of this. So let me ask you this guy. How has the, uh, the partnership with the tie? How does that fit in? Because I noticed on the tie, it says on my portfolio, like I could I can manually insert my portfolio or it says I can connect. Is that something that with eToro, you can just connect your portfolio and it does analysis? So, so we have a, a line of product called copy portfolio. So these are essentially managed portfolios. These are our, either our own investment strategies that we came up with and uh, our customers can then elect to copy them. Or these can be partner copy portfolios, like in the case of the Thai, where we find a group of really smart people who are thinking about how to trade a particular asset class, in this particular case, crypto, and then bringing them into the platform and giving them the distribution and the marketing powers that eToro has and access to, to our customers. So under copy portfolio, you have the Thai long only currently, which is you know trades uh, rebalances once a month uh, based on the analysis coming from the Thai. 
And what you do, you can elect to copy that, uh, that strategy. So we have a minimum of $2,000 investment in that, in that strategy. And if you decide to allocate you know, two grand or more into it, what will happen is that all the portfolio holdings of the strategy will be open in yours uh, on, on, the, on a proportional basis. So however much the strategy is allocating for, per coin, uh, your, uh, the, the funds that you've decided to invest in it will be allocated proportionally. And then every time the strategy will rebalance, your portfolio will, will be rebalanced as well at the same time, same price, just proportional to how much money you've decided to allocate. So that's how it's, it's working. Secondly, because of our social uh, feeds and the interaction that you can have at eToro, um, you can you can ask Josh or you can ask the Ties team on our feed all sorts of questions or uh, share ideas or or uh, anything that you feel is is valuable, and then the community as well as uh, Josh's team can comment, like, share, do all the things that you would expect from kind of a social feed, but surrounding around this particular strategy, uh, which makes just the experience of investing in something kind of unique and unique to eToro. Interesting stuff. And as I click on coins on the tie.io, I'm looking at the relative tweet volume. So uh, relative to normal amounts of tweets, you know, Bitcoin's at about 102%, but I'm scrolling down the page and I see number 10, Tezos, which went on a run, you know, big run this week. It's at the time of this recording is $1.78, 311% tweet volume, right? Relative to what the average would be, which makes a lot of sense because it just went on a run. Now, Joshua, I want to back up before you back up and see if you could tell me, uh, based on the intelligence you had, how much of the run do you think was due to the sentiment previous, or is it driven by news and now people are talking about it because of the news? When we think of sentiment, the way that we look at sentiment is quantifying investors' future expectations. So when, I, when, when we score sentiment on an asset, I don't care that somebody is excited that the price went up last week. I care that somebody thinks that the price is going to go up in the future. The way that that our, our strategy works, the Toro specifically, is we're not actually allocating just to coins with positive sentiment and high tweet volume. On the contrary, we found that when sentiment is really high and tweet volume on an asset has increased significantly, that tends to mean that the value of the signal is no longer there. So when we're choosing to allocate to positions on eToro, it's actually unique combinations of sentiment and tweet volume where we're looking at when sentiment on an asset is really high, so the conversations are, have become increasingly more positive, and tweet volume is really low, so there's not that many people talking about it. That's when we normally find a signal, as well as when tweet volume is, has increased exponentially and sentiment remains really low. So when sentiment is very high and tweet volume is very high, that tends to mean that the, the value of the signal is no longer there. And when sentiment is very low and tweet volume is very low, that tends to mean, you know, that tends to lead downwards price movement. So it's these interesting combinations and these multi-factor strategies uh, that that can help yield and, and drive alpha. Uh, so you know what we're what we're looking at, you know, with eToro is we've launched this long only one, but we're also building a long short, which is allocating uh, 30%, I think, of the portfolio to short positions based off of combinations of sentiment and a market neutral one, which is allocating 50% to longs uh, and 50% to shorts based off sentiments. So your net exposure to the market is zero, uh, as well as hopefully some, some more sophisticated multi-factor strategies that are looking at more than just sentiment. 
So, so let me do a follow up on that, because, again, as I'm looking at these charts, while the tweet volume of XTZ is 311 percent, the daily sentiment is kind of neutral at 53 right now. But if I look at number three, XRP, it's currently sitting just under 22 cents. Daily sentiment is is amongst the highest, 67.12. And the relative tweet volume is 124 percent. So as a trader, that might be an, an indicator there that I would look at that would say, hey, looks like uh, Ripple might make a move up here in the short term. Yes. Yeah, so we, we, we make the, the site available as, a, as an informational tool. I would not suggest that somebody use it to trade. Uh, our customers that are trading off the data are taking in APIs from us uh, and they're building, you know, they're backtesting and building multi-factor strategies. I think if you're looking to get exposure to sentiment-based strategies, um, I think, you know, our site is a great informational tool. Uh, and it was created to give the public something available for free. But if you're looking to trade off of sentiment, I mean, this, you know, we're, we're doing the back testing and putting in the work on the back end to, to launch sophisticated strategies on eToro that investors don't need to spend every second of the day. Well, I understand you're covering, you know, your butt on this because it, it is information. You don't want somebody to take it as investment recommendation. But just as a, a layman looking at it, am I at least, you know, reading a portion of that in the right direction? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, the, you know, the idea is that, it, it, you know, the site itself, and it's not, it's, it's seriously not just covering my butt. It's the fact that, you know, our customers are sophisticated quantitative hedge funds that are, you know, taking in six or seven different types of data sets to build a model, right? Yeah, and they're, and they're, we're none of those things, by the way, so. <laughs> right, right. And, 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 and my, point, my point being is that, you know, the in, data and information on its own is valuable, but data and information is incredibly valuable when you combine it and you iterate it in a bunch of different ways. So there's a, a book that just came out uh, about uh, Jim Simmons, who started something called Renaissance Technologies, which is uh, the most successful you know, quantitative hedge fund. They, they have, they have a, a, a fund within it called the Medallion Fund, which is an internal fund, which has returned 80 to 90 percent a year for the last 20 years. And, and the kind of realization that they came to is that it's it's. You know, data in itself is valuable, but it's combining all of these different data sets together that really provides the most value, right? By building 30 or 40 different data sets into a quantitative model. And that's the kind of approach that we're trying to take with eToro, which is, you know, let's not just provide people with raw data. Let's actually build different types of models to give investors exposure to the asset class that, you know, they wouldn't have been able to, you know, to derive or generate on their own. Right. So now if I go to coins on, on the tie.io, hit on coins, and then I see, I want to set up some parameters, let's say. I want to see, I want a notification when there's a relative tweet volume that's higher than usual. I want to know that the reported volume is over a million. And I want to know maybe, you know, and maybe I want the coin price to be under five cents. Is, is there ways for me to go in here and do advanced filters? That way I can get notified on certain parameters that I'm looking for. Yeah, there's an alerts button at the top of the page where you can literally set that exact alert that you just you just uh, suggested. Uh, so you can go and it's exactly what you just said. You can set an alert on that. Because that's handy because there's certain things that I've found that are key indicators that something might be ready to pop. And how how quickly do your alerts trigger, right? Is it in every, every hour, minute. every once a day, like once a minute. real time? Every minute, every, every minute. minute. Oh, damn. That's so crazy. so from the time the time a tweet is sent over Twitter to the time we score it and it's available to our institutional customers via API is 300 milliseconds. 
So we are no latency lightning fast. We, you know, we, 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 most of my investment is made in our data infrastructure uh, so that we can service customers in real time. That's pretty impressive stuff there, Mr. Joel Kahn. What do you think? I concur. Well, you know, as I alluded to in the beginning, this is a whole new asset class that we're dealing with. And, you know, when, when we're dealing with something new, the old rules don't necessarily apply. We're figuring this thing out and you guys are on the side of helping people figure it out. So, Josh, talk about, you know, crypto as a new asset class, the differences from uh, existing asset classes and, and how, you know, people need to be aware Yes. Yeah, so I think that the biggest difference is obviously, you know, the fact that there are no fundamentals, right? You can't trade on earnings. You know, there's no investor relations. There's no portals for these tokens to go out there and, and talk to the public. Coins don't do earnings calls. So you just don't have those, you know, traditional fundamental ways to, to value the asset as well as to track what these, what these firms and what these companies are doing. And that's kind of what we're focused on. So you know, the majority of the conversation that you'll hear in crypto around data is, is kind of centered on two things at this point. The first is market data or reference pricing. And what that means is actually putting a price on the asset. So that may seem simple at first, right? Like, oh, let's just take the price of, of Bitcoin on Binance. But it's a lot more complicated than that. So if you look at BitMEX, for example, the way that BitMEX, you know, prices, you know, Bitcoin is they're looking at, you know, underlying, you know, Across a bunch of different exchanges, they're looking at underlying prices and doing what's called a VWAP or a, 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 you know, a, a volume weighted average price across different exchanges. The issue is, is that that's very susceptible to manipulation where, you know, if somebody, for example, like BitMEX uses Bitstamp in their calculation of, of market pricing, Bitstamp is much more illiquid than, than Coinbase, which they also use. And so if you trade enough volume on Bitstamp, you may be able to crash the price on BitMEX and cause mass liquidations in the market. Um, so there's, you know, there's this huge susceptibility to manipulation that this market has. And you can take the other side of that trade, right? When you're causing those mass liquidations. So you could be trading 10 million bucks on Bitstamp and making 50 million bucks on BitMEX. So that's, you know, that's one piece of the puzzle, which really needs to get solved. And there are lots of great companies that are working on doing that. There's CoinMetrics and there's Kaiko and there's Nomics and there's digital assets data. And there's, you know, a, a wide variety of those companies that are focused on that. Uh, as well as Blockstream is doing that with ICE and NASDAQ is working with a few people and uh, CryptoCompare is working with VanX. So that's one of the big issues that need to get solved is the fact that this market is prone to manipulation and it's incredibly illiquid. And because of that, there's a lot of manipulation that can occur and that is occurring. Uh, as much as we want an ETF approved by the SEC, they know just as well as we do that this stuff is really occurring. Uh, you know, the other example of data that a lot of people are focused on is on-chain data. So looking at like, flows in and out of exchanges like on the Bitcoin blockchain or looking at the number of active addresses. So, you know, that's, you know, that's a data set which is just totally not, you know, part of the equity market, right? That's just totally different. But we think there are lots of comparables within the equity markets and within other markets that are that are really valuable for crypto. And that's what my business is, you know, built on the back of. So for example, in the equity market, as I mentioned, earnings calls are something that's super important. Uh, in crypto, there isn't that same level of investor relations. And the way that these tokens, these projects interact with the public is through conferences. So we have a belief that conferences serve as the earnings calls for crypto. So we're, we're working on building. We, we, we are the only company that's a database going back to 2014 of every conference in crypto, every speaker, every sponsor, every tier of sponsor. And we're building multi-factor you know, models to basically look to see if you can predict the price of an asset if somebody's speaking at a conference. 
So like there are all these different things that just don't exist in other markets or that exist in some capacity in other markets that kind of need to be brought over to crypto. And we think investors need to take you know, a very multifaceted approach to this market because it's not one thing that's driving it. It's a combination of factors. So those specific points of data that you're referring to, conference data, that is available to your, your enterprise clients or that's just all in the mix? So that's available to to our enterprise customers um, and, and potentially something that we could make available in the future through a strategy on eToro. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm ideally, you know, interested in, in potentially exploring with Guy and eToro is, you know, building eight different kinds of strategies that are all on the back of different data sets, but then letting investors get exposure to like a copy portfolio of copy portfolios, for example, which would be really cool, which is kind of like a fund of funds where you have exposure to eight different strategies in the space and you're kind of improving your beta or basically, you know, your risk, um, which I think is super important because if you're just investing in one strategy, for example, a technical analysis based strategy, you have significantly more risk versus investing in eight different types of strategies you know, long only strategies, long short strategies, market neutral strategies, short only strategies. And this is historically something even within the equity market, which has only been available to, uh, to you know, the largest institutions, the most sophisticated institutions. And, and you know, Guy can speak to this better, but I think that, you know, eToro, you know, this is, these are kinds of things that eToro wants to open up to their customers um, because they want to, they really do want to democratize access to information which is, is very difficult to trade trade on, at, you know, on its own. But if you have, you know, firms that are kind of third parties in the middle that are making strategies available, you know, everybody can get access to this. I want to hear Guy speak to that better. <laughs> so, um, so I think, you know, the way that we want to get more people into crypto at the end of the day is to get them comfortable that someone knows what they're doing. Because at this point, I think those who are in crypto, uh, there, there's some portion of them who are like developers and really understand the protocol at, 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 at the code level. And these are few and far between. And then there's the layer of kind of business marketing that kind of wraps them on people who heard about Bitcoin and, or, or traders. And they're into crypto too, at least some of them. But when you look at the mass market, when you're trying to get some, you know, a, an accountant or a lawyer or, or, you know, middle management type em employees and team members to get into this asset class because they've heard about it, they want some assurances or some comfort that someone knows what they're doing here that, and that they don't need to do the work. And so the, the pitch is then, hey, you know, you're trying to build your wealth. You need to diversify your portfolio. You need to have some exposure to alternative asset classes. Here's crypto. An alternative asset class that, is, that has been the best performing asset class over the past decade. You should allocate some of your net worth into this asset class. And oh, by the way, here is a here is a methodology uh, a methodology that you can trust that has been back tested, and it's very very easy to get uh, to to onboard and to uh, start investing in this in this asset class in this way. And you don't have to think when to buy or sell Bitcoin. We would do it for you, and we would do it intelligently. To, to the best of our abilities, but based on the work of really smart people, capable people who understand this asset class. So, I, and I think that can resonate with millions of people um, in the U.S. that are on the fence and get them into uh, actually allocating uh, real dollars into into crypto. You know, the way that most investors in the U.S. are, are allocating now is passively, right? They're buying the spy. You know, they're buying. You know, your average investor goes to their. You know registered investment advisor and their investment advisor says you should put 40% of your money into the equity markets 
you put 30% into corporate bonds and treasury bills and, you know, you build out, you know, a, an allocation of, you know, 100% of your wealth, which is diversified. And I think, you know, the idea with crypto is that crypto is awesome because it is completely uncorrelated with any other asset class. It's not inversely correlated with the equity markets. It's not directly correlated with gold. It's completely uncorrelated, which is awesome. So the idea is, can we, you know, Kenny Toro, uh, you know, just try not to speak for Guy, but but I think generally, you know, can you build products where you can go to an investment advisor and you you can say, hey, you should put 2% of your clients, you know, you know, portfolio into in the asset class through a passive vehicle like the Thai long only copy portfolio uh, where you kind of shut your eyes and you can come back to it 10 years from now but you have you know you have that exposure on the back end all the work is being done for you yeah and this is sound this is sound investment strategy for anyone to to uh to to be looking at looking at crypto this way okay so what you're saying because uh, both travis and i have etoro accounts of course etoro is a sponsor of the show and uh, we're making it rain bitcoin on people who sign up for new accounts and we'll tell you guys more about that in a moment but i've used the copy trader function are you saying that that the tie is its own copy trade or is it something that the copy traders are implementing Right. So the the uh, under copy under that kind of tag uh, tag word, we have two products. We have copy trader, which is essentially copying a person, and we have copy portfolio, which is copying a either a company or a strategy that Etoro itself came up with. That's the difference. But essentially, from the customer's point of view, it's the same thing. It's giving authority to someone else, whether it's a person, other copy trader, or the time copy portfolio in partner copy portfolio to manage uh -huh. their money or to manage that portion of their money. And so every time I, they I trade... See I see it now, guys. Yeah. So it's Thai dash long only is the Thai sentiment AI copy portfolio if people want to um, invest in that. Correct. Excellent. Well, the copy traders that I followed have not performed me well, so I might have to give the tie a chance and yeah, that's good. See what's yeah, going on. you got to keep in mind as well uh, the fact that you know this market remains very correlated to itself. So if you're investing in a long only strategy like ours or like anybody else for that matter in eToro in the U.S., you have to recognize that uh, because the market is very correlated. If the market goes down, nobody's going to perform, uh, unfortunately. So. You know, hopefully we see we see some significant upwards movement. But one of the really cool things that we're doing with eToro, as I mentioned before, is we're launching, uh, which isn't supported in the U.S. quite yet, uh, you know, long short strategies as well, like market neutral strategies that allocate 50% to longs and 50% to shorts. So you could have like a 50% buy Bitcoin, 50% sell Ethereum strategy. Um, and, and so your net exposure to the market is zero, but you're really just, you know, driving alpha or kind of, you know, your performance is based off of, you know, how the sentiment data really does. And what we've historically seen is that uh, you're able to reduce risk by seven times by allocating to long, short sentiment driven strategies. Um, and, and over the last two years, the maximum monthly drawdown has been 9% on that strategy. So while you can see Bitcoin drop by 30% in a day, there hasn't been a single month where that strategy, which is going to get launched, um, has, has dropped more than 9% over an entire month. So it's, it's much more consistent and it's a, a much better you know, risk adjusted, uh, you know, performance versus just even holding Bitcoin itself. I got to tell you what, Mr. Joshua Frank, you're way too young to be this smart. <laughs> uh, so, so, so back to, back to the alert thing, right? So I went through, I, I set up the alert and now it's going to send me a tweet. It asks me, do you want to send me an email or a tweet? How does the tweet function work on alerts? Because I think that's kind of interesting. And then also let me say, 
I'd like to just be able to sort it on my own so I can go because I want to do some due diligence. And so I'm like, I want to sort more than one column at the same time. And I think yes, that right so now it looks like I'm not able to. Am I able to on the on the coins page? I'm able to to sort multiple categories at the same time. Yes. Yeah, so two things. So the first is the alert uh, actually will go into your Twitter DMs. So if you connect your Twitter account, you just just like you get a DM from anybody, you'll just get a DM from us. Yeah. So if you go to the if you go to the coin page itself, mm-hmm. there is a uh, a button, and let me just pull it up. I forgot what the actual name of the button is, um, but it's it's uh, basically it's like an advanced filter button. Um, and so what you can do is you can like you know put like a greater than or equal to less than or equal to equal to. It's the uh, compare coins button. So if you click compare coins at the top right uh, corner, you can okay. basically enter any type of filter. So you can also go to edit layout and you can add about. I think 50 or 60 different metrics. And then you can compare. So you can say, I just want to see every coin which has a 20% increase versus Bitcoin today and has seen a tweet volume increase by 30% uh, over the last 30 day moving, you know, mm-hmm. over, over the last 30 days. And you can kind of get super advanced. You can sort by multiple symbols. You can, there's a little eye icon. So you can click on things to basically watch list them. And then you can just filter that on and off right next to the word symbol. So you can, you know, you can just look at just EOS, Litecoin, and Bitcoin SV if you want, for example. Uh, across those different you know, levels Very nice. of There we go. That's handy. That's what I was looking for. Lots of data to look at here, guys. Go to the tie.io and check out all the functionality. And then to trade on sentiment on eToro, you'll see a, a link at the top says trade on sentiment. It's new. There's a copy portfolio on eToro called the tie. And you can um, you have to put in at least two thousand dollars to copy that portfolio and follow the bouncing ball with them. Um, Guy, any final statements you'd like to make about uh, this partnership with the tie? I think you've just heard the testament of why we partnered with Josh. The the guy is brilliant and knows what he's talking about, and we uh, uh, we're definitely looking forward to adding more uh, copy portfolios that are. Um, that has a lot of potential, but can also get people who are, as I said, that are on the fence into into this asset class, into crypto um, in a way that makes sense to them. And this is what we're going to be focusing on uh, as part of our 2020 and beyond plans. That's great. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Mr. Travis Wright, another piece of great content, thanks to our guests, but I can't help but think of the tie and the TIE fighters from Star Wars. Mm, that's true. That's how I imagine I felt after that one time I did cocaine. Yeah, actually, I think by now the new Star Wars film should be out, which I will not run to go see it because I've been sorely disappointed at the previous films that I felt have not been very good. So I'll wait to see what other people say about it. You know, the first, the first, you know, four, five, and six, those were so good. And then I, I rewatched one, two, and three, and I was just like, wow, those just were not good. And then seven, eight have been subpar. And it's almost like Star Wars now has lost its luster in a lot of ways. It's just not, it doesn't have that majestic, magical feeling that it used to have. I mean, I'm much older now. I, I saw it in the movie theater when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Or I think it was one of the first movies that I went to the movie theater to see. And, um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's lost its luster over time. Just, it's been too politicized. I think they add too much, too many narratives in there and they're trying to please too many people. And they, they're just getting off track from the original story. 
I just don't think the characters are compelling. That's the bottom line for me is I don't think they've created anybody as compelling as Han Solo. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just it's not been. But anyway, hey, gang, the revolution is coming and it's coming courtesy of our other show sponsor, Upland. Go check out Upland, U-P-L-A-N-D dot me. Imagine Monopoly in the digital and blockchain space. This is a property trading game that is tearing down the boundaries of real and virtual worlds where you can buy, sell, trade, and keep your properties forever. They're yours to keep because Upland is powered by the EOS blockchain. You could join the waitlist right now and get ahead of the crowd because you'll get first dibs on exclusive properties as they open up. The site is really very cool looking, very gamey, and they've got this really friendly llama. So who doesn't like llamas? Go to upland.me, be part of this virtual real estate pioneering community, and let us know what you think about it. I think I think it's fun. I, I've been going there every day and collecting my rents or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't necessarily know. It's my dividends for owning certain properties, I suppose. So I'll go there every day and collect my UPEX. And you know what's really interesting is when we were first uh, shown this idea, you were highly skeptical. And now I think you see the vision of what they're doing. And we're going to have uh, somebody from their team on the show here in 2020 to talk about it more. But right now, we're just kind of giving you guys an early warning. Go check it out at upland.me. All right, folks, it's been episode number 350 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. We hope it was all you imagined it would be and more. We really appreciate you all. Again, hopefully you had a great Merry Christmas and great holidays, depending on when exactly you're listening to it. This went live on the day after Christmas. And uh, again, could be you could listen to it anytime because as Mr. Joel Com said, these are evergreen. A lot of these are, especially stuff when we're doing cool interviews like this. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure to, to connect with us. You know what? You guys should maybe, if, if you're listening to this far and you've been a fan of bad crypto, how about this? Go on LinkedIn. And add Joel and me on LinkedIn as a connection. Tell us you like us from Bad Crypto. We're big fans. You type in Travis Wright. You'll probably find me. Type in Joel Com. You'll see him. And uh, connect with us on there because we like the LinkedIn's. That's good. It's a good place to connect with us as well. And actually, you can follow Bad Crypto on LinkedIn. If you go to the page, you can follow it. So be a friend of that. That would be fun to do. What do you think, do Mr. We, Joel Com? Do we do stuff there? I mean, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, we do stuff. Stuff gets posted there. Aaron posts stuff all the time there on our LinkedIn page. Well, there you go. I don't even know what's going on half the time. I just know I show up when there's a microphone in front of me and say words. That's, that's not a microphone. It's just shaped like one. <laughs> hey, we should really cover all the bases because we're saying Merry Christmas. But I think the correct term is have a happy Ramahana Kwanzmas. Yeah, that's it. Something like that. A, Rama, a happy Ramahama, Ramahana Kwanzmas. So we Festivus. cover all the bases. Fest, yeah, or Festivus, you know, bring the uh, the Festivus poll and make sure you have the airing of grievances. Mm -hmm. I can't stand you, Travis, right? Mm. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> Talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening. Stay bad. Who's bad? 
Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.